0: Welcome to episode 11 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our Antioch studio. Uh, It's right here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. We're glad you're joining us today. Each week on the podcast, we plan to talk about all things Lakeshore, community events, activities that are coming up. Uh, We are excited to be able to share this with you live uh, at noon on Wednesdays. But if you miss it live, you can always go back and catch it. Uh, after it's posted on all the popular podcast uh, platforms that you might choose from. I want to encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that subscription button. Uh, if you want to get notifications, hit that notification bell, and you'll be notified every time we have one that posts. We're glad that you have joined us today. My guest today is Greg Comp. He's our brand new Life Groups pastor. Greg, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Randy. Yeah. Uh, i like for everybody to get to know you better, Uh, so I want you to get a little background information. I know some of these things. I might learn something new today, too. Tell us where you're from, uh, where you grew up, all of those things, and uh, where you went to school, a little bit of your background there.
1: All right. Well, I don't know how far back or how deep you want to go, but I was actually born at a very early age. Were you? Yes, I was. So um, I'm the youngest of three children, the only son. I was born on an active dairy farm in northeastern Ohio, which is still in uh, production. And uh, my parents uh, were believers at the time, but my mother and her family were part of the Baptist church, and my father and his family were part of the Methodist church growing up. A mixed a mixed marriage. Yeah, yeah, kind of a mixed marriage. <laughs> I remember um, a gentleman came into the community that wanted to start a new church and it was called a Christian church. And that just captured my father's interest, yeah. curiosity. So they did a home Bible study for a number of months. Long story short, that eventually led to my father leaving the farm, moving to Cincinnati to enroll in Cincinnati Bible College. And uh, he became a minister. So most of my growing up years was as a preacher's kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah PKs, that's a different life for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. What are the, some, some of the places you lived growing up?
1: So um, obviously, Dorth- Dorset, Ohio, which is in northeastern Ohio, and then we spent a lot of time in Cincinnati, and from Cincinnati we moved to Connieville, Pennsylvania, which is just north of Pittsburgh. Okay, and uh, that's where my father's first ministry was. Um, that's where he actually uh, we moved there in 1964, and he died in a drowning accident. Oh, I did 19- not know that. Yeah. In 1968. Wow. Uh, it was a church picnic, and. Uh, it's a long story, but yeah. any it, it uh it really changed our lives. I was fourteen at the time. Yeah. And I became very bitter, very angry at God. So I I kinda took a sabbatical for yeah. a number of years.
0: I can understand. That's that's a tough thing for at any age, but fourteen is such a critical age too to yeah. be yeah, dealing with that. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh during the uh the journey there, uh I know because you're here today, obviously the journey brought you back. Uh, to a walk with the Lord and mm-hmm. uh, and even to the step of going into the ministry uh, yourself, which is really uh, quite a turnaround from having to battle through that that hard time that you went through. Absolutely. Um, and I, I know probably uh, your mom, your family, maybe others had a great impact on that. Uh, about what time you, did you make that that step kind of back to the Lord and, and committing to ministry there?
1: Yeah, well, I would definitely say that it was a uh, um predominantly a praying mother, for yeah. sure, who loved me in spite of my rebellion and craziness. But she asked me, after graduating from high school, to go to Bible college for one year. And I was a bit reluctant, but I knew that I had broken her heart. So I said, OK, Mom, I'll go for one year, but that's it, and I'm done. Right. Yeah. And it was during that first year at Bible college, due to the faculty, the staff, and even the student body, that I always say God either broke my hard heart or He healed my broken heart. Yeah, or both.
0: Probably a little of both. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it was. And so that was really a turning around uh, time for me.
0: That's fantastic. I know oftentimes uh, when we're doing the thing we don't really want to do, but we, we know deep down it's the right thing. Like you're going to Bible college for a year. God God was using that and all the people at the college and, and uh, in your life to help bring you back to where you needed to be and let that healing take place. There, there, there has to be some healing. And right. uh, And I'm glad that you were allowing God to do that in your heart and your life. And that he was working through those faithful uh, servants there at the college and and, uh, the other students there as well. Mm -hmm. So you went to uh, Cincinnati, Christian. And uh, uh, did you meet your wife there? Or tell us about you. and? We love having Kathy here as well. Tell us about how you guys met, how long you've been married and all
1: that. So my wife and I met in fourth grade. When we moved to Conneville, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. I was 10 years old. That's when we really, uh, we were classmates and friends. We started dating in high school, got married in college, and then we've been married for 48 years. Fantastic. I always okay. say she's the first girl I ever liked and the only woman I've ever loved. Oh, wow. So she's, a, she's everything. She's a real romantic here. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Uh,
0: I know she loves hearing that. That's terrific. Uh, and then we
1: have three children. Right. We have our daughter and her husband who live here in Mount Juliet, and uh, we have our oldest son and his wife who also live in Mount Juliet. And then we have a surprise child and his wife who uh, live in Lebanon. So we're all in the same general area, which is really Fantastic.
0: That is good to be close to family. I was going to say, uh, along the way, as you went to college and uh, you guys got married and you went into ministry, Mm-hmm. Yourself, so uh, right. tell us a little bit about uh, the w- path of where you've been uh, as a minister. Yes, uh, and how you ended up coming to Nashville. Okay, All right.
1: Yeah, so uh, started our ministry and youth ministry. Uh, I was I had two youth ministries, one in Defiance, Ohio, and one in Carthage, Missouri. Okay. Both of those were four years apiece. And at the end of my second uh, youth ministry, I went into our senior minister's office and said, "Do you think Do you think God could use me to preach?" He said, absolutely. So he helped me get my first preaching ministry when I was 30 years old. Yeah. And that was in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Yes. So we were in Mechanicsville for seven years, and then we had an opportunity to go to Brazil, Indiana, which is in southwestern Indiana. We were there for 15 years. Yeah. And following that, we we spent some time up in New Hampshire with Restoration House Ministries, which is a church planning organization in New England. We were there for almost three years. And then our home church called and said, would you guys come home and help us? They'd been two years without a minister, and it was right. a very difficult situation. So we spent some time there, and then we went to Markle, Indiana, for four years and ended our ministry in Glasgow, Kentucky. We were in Glasgow for two years, and I retired from active vocational ministry in 2018, 2018. Yes, we we were looking to to settle down after that, and all of our kids had moved to Nashville area for different reasons over the previous year. So Mm -hmm. it was a no brainer to say let's go to Nashville. Right, and we love it. There's something about kids, but uh, grandkids.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's really the kicker, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So tell you got you got grandkids. We do. We have six grandkids, ages seventeen to two months. 17, 17 down, all the way down to two months. To two months, wow. yes. Yeah,
0: That's great. And I know being uh, in the same vicinity as them, you love getting some time with them, and uh, there's something special about that uh, grandparent-grandchild relationship uh, where you can pour into them in a way that's a little different. Uh, and have some impact there. I know that's what you and Kathy are both wanting to do and be that influence in your grandchildren's lives that God wants you to be. That's great to see.
1: Yeah, it's something we never yeah. anticipated having the privilege to do, but it's nice to kind of supplement. Uh, you know, parents can do a lot, yeah. but grandparents can kind of fill in some of the gaps and help yes. through some of the changes and transitions.
0: Absolutely. And uh, they, they begin to know, too, what they can get by with with parents <laughs> and with grandparents, and it might be different sometimes, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, I, I love that you guys have that opportunity to be around your grandchildren now. And we love that it brought you to Nashville because as our church was, uh, our elder team was thinking and praying, we, we val- value very highly uh, the role that life groups play in our mission as a church. We, we exist to connect people to Christ in each other, to grow people to maturity in Christ and to serve people in the name of Christ. And we've decided and the way we're organized as a church congregation, it's not the only way to do it, but the way we're organized, life groups are a vital part of the connecting, growing, and serving that we want people to, to be involved in, that we want to be able to, to accomplish as a church. So when we were thinking about who could we bring on uh, with some good experience, with a passion for life groups, for good maturity, and uh, to give oversight to our life group program here, uh, It's not by chance. God was orchestrating things uh, even when we didn't know it. You guys ended up coming to Nashville. You started attending here. We got to know you a little bit better. Suen and I have really enjoyed getting to know you and Kathy and uh, hear more about your lives. And your commitment to Christ uh, and your love for his church and your passion for discipleship all played a role in me saying to the elder team, uh, we ought to talk to Greg and see if he'd be open to, to doing something like this for us, with us. And when uh, we met with you and talked and prayed about it. We're so happy you made the decision uh, and our elder team made the decision to call you on board uh, to serve as a Life Groups pastor. So when we talk about Life Groups and we're, we're talking about how vitally important they are to to the life of the church and the mission of the church, we've, we've got... Uh, Planned right now, a life group leader training coming up. Tell everybody a little bit about that, because we're always looking for more life group leaders.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So our first um, training opportunity is going to be Sunday, August twenty eighth, which is right around the corner, and it's going to be from eleven to twelve thirty, in the morning. Here at the Antioch campus, we're trying to make it available, accessible, so people could attend first service to worship and then stick around for the training after that. Right. And that same training will then be offered on Wednesday, the 31st, from 6:30 to 8 o'clock at the Smyrna campus. And so, if one doesn't work for you, maybe you can pick up the other one. But we're going to talk about the objectives of life groups, the purpose, the strategy and process, resources, curriculums. We're just going to try to cover the full gamut of what a life group is all about. So hopefully uh, current life groups might come and be refreshed and refueled, but also if people are just interested in learning more about a life group leader, what it, what it is, what it involves, this would be a great opportunity for them to hear and see what that is all about.
0: Absolutely, if you've ever thought about leading a group, you don't have to commit to doing it to attend one of these training sessions, but it's a great time to come and hear more, learn more, uh, be exposed to uh, what's expected of a life group leader Uh, and find out what support you would have as a life group leader, this is a great time to do that. Uh, And there may be, if you come and get more information, you may decide, hey, this is what God's calling me to do. And we're always looking to start new life groups uh, that people can connect to because as new people come to the church, that's one of the first steps we want to try to help them take is to get connected to a life group. Now, if you're listening and you're not sure what a life group is, what it's all about, tell them a little bit about what a life group is, what what they do, mm-hmm. uh, what why it's so uh, such a big deal for the life of a, of a church member. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, I guess I would summarize just by saying it allows you to really get connected on a deeper level, um, both in your relationship with God through a community environment, but then also with other people as well. So, um, the ingredients of a effective Life group would be um, number one fellowship or, you know, the relational aspect, getting to know people on a deeper level, sharing life together, the joys, the heartaches, the victories, the defeats and so forth. Uh, Bible study is a key element of that as well, whether it's a prepackaged program or just a study through the book, of the Bible, and then also some kind of service uh, in the community and uh, hopefully through the church as well. Um, so those would be the main components, and, and just helps you develop a well-rounded connection with the church and with God.
0: Absolutely. We have found that those Christ followers that commit to this and really get involved in a life group, uh, person after person after person could share a testimony of the value of this In their lives and in their growth process the discipleship process of growing to be more like Jesus Uh, doing that together in a group is one of uh, the most effective ways to accomplish that so we're so happy that our our elder team and uh, Uh, And our whole church, our rest of our staff, we're all committed to this as a part of the process of discipleship here at Lakeshore. So it's not the only element. We certainly want you to attend weekend services, get involved in other ways. Uh, But a lot of that takes place through a life group connection. So if someone is thinking about uh, taking that step of trying to get connected to a life group, what are the options they have there? How would they uh, let us know about that? What steps could they take?
1: Well, we want to try to make it as easy as possible, so there's several ways that you can do that. Number one is to fill out a Connect card here at the church, uh, at the campus here at Antioch or in Smyrna, and that will be followed up, and and we'll get in touch with you that way. Or you can go on the website, and uh, there's a graphic there that you can click on and get registered, and we'll be happy to follow you up. Or just a direct um, approach to me. Uh, My email address is gcomp at lakeshorechristian.com, my cell number is 270-261-2361, and you're feel free to call me or contact me directly or through one of those other church avenues.
0: Absolutely. Uh, our website is lakeshorechristian.com, and you can uh, certainly click on there and fill out. It'll take you to the form to fill out, and then there'll be a follow-up. But certainly connecting Greg directly, now that we have him on staff, is another great option for you to be able to to get that process started of helping you connect to a life group. With our life groups, we, we have a lot of different ones to choose from, and as we said, we're looking to start new ones all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you have a specific kind of group you're looking for, you could express that as well. It may be that you want a women's group that you're meeting with or a men's group exclusively. It could be that you know geographically you're looking for something close to where you live, and we take all of that into consideration as we're trying to help you connect to a group. So Greg can work with you uh, through that process to help you get connected there. Uh, Again, we want to let you know, Greg, how excited we are to have you starting in this position. Uh, I think it's going to help us give the uh, focus we need to to our life group program here at Lakeshore. It's already a a good program in place, but we want to grow it. We want to go deeper and further and have more people connected. So having you on staff, I know, is going to help us a lot with that. Um, When we when we think about Lakeshore Christian Church, we want you to think of it as, uh, even though we're getting larger, uh, new people are coming all the time, our focus is to break it down into those smaller groups so that you can have personal connection, you can be involved. One of the complaints I hear all the time people make about a church is getting so big you don't feel like you can be connected. Well, Life Group solves that problem, doesn't it? It
1: does. Yeah, yeah. I've always said that Life Groups uh, allows you to have an accelerated spiritual growth you know, Smears of Growth is an ongoing process, lifelong process, and and we can do it on our own to some extent, but being in a life group allows that to be accelerated, really sped up as you share life together. Yeah, um,
0: yeah it, it helps when you have, uh, again, we want you to do personal devotions and have personal growth that way, but when you can hear others talk about their experiences and what God's doing in their lives, uh, the successes and failures they've had and how God has brought them through all that, you feel so much better. You, you know, I'm not the only one. Other people are dealing with this stuff too. And mm-hmm. we can support each other, pray for each other, and hold each other accountable uh, right. as we grow in Christ. Right. Uh, I love having uh, that life group experience available to people. So remember, if you're not already connected to a life group uh, and you're interested maybe in leading one at any time in the future, sign up for this life group leadership training or let us know that you just want to be part of a group Uh, contact us and we'll follow up with you there. Thanks again, Greg. It's been great to get to have some time with you here, let people get to know you a little bit better, and we look forward to continue serving with you here at Lakeshore.
1: Well, thank you, Randy, for the opportunity.
0: We also want to let you know about other things coming up here at Lakeshore. Uh, We're excited about all the different programs that we have here. We have a message series that's going on right now called Stressed Out. I think we all can relate to that a little bit. Uh, In this series, we're examining what God's Word has to say and the four main areas of stress that all the surveys tell us people are dealing with right now. Time, relationships, financial stress, and work or career stress. This Sunday, we're talking about financial stress. Anybody feel me on that one, right? Uh, The economy is doing some crazy things right now. Costs are going up. Uh, A lot of people are feeling the stress of finances right now. God's Word has a lot to say about it, and we want you to join us this Sunday as we dig a little deeper into God's Word and the principles that He has for us so that we can, uh, remember we've said this before, you can't eliminate all stress, but we can certainly learn to manage it God's way and have the ability to have peace and joy and contentment even in the middle of those things that have the tendency to stress us out from time to time. All this month, we're also collecting canned goods and other food items for those that might be experiencing homelessness. You can bring those donations to either campus. Just bring them to the lobby there at either campus Uh, throughout the rest of this month. We'll be collecting those. We have a ministry that we're connected to and outreach to those experiencing homelessness that some of our members are involved in. And we'll make sure those donations go uh, to help out those that really have needs there. If you're new to Lakeshore, we want to invite you to attend our Welcome Lunch. It's coming up this Sunday. Uh, At both campuses, at the Smyrna campus, it'll be after the 10 o'clock service there. At the Antioch campus, it'll be following our 11 o'clock service. It's a great time to find out more about Lakeshore, ask any questions you might have, meet some of the staff. Uh, And we want to find out more about you, get to know you better as well. So it's a great opportunity for that. We need you to register in advance, though, so that we can plan. We have lunch provided for you. It's free. But when you register, you get to pick from a menu option there on which lunch you would like to have. And we have child care available, so if you register and you need child care, go ahead and indicate that when you register as well. We'd love to see you at our welcome lunch this Sunday. We have several retreats coming up over the next several months, but especially two coming up out at White Mills Christian Camp. Our ladies' retreat uh, there at the camp is scheduled for September 16th and 17th, and then the men's retreat September the 23rd and 24th. You can register on our website or at the kiosk at either campus there, those registrations are up and running there. And we now have set up a registration for upcoming Red Cross blood drive. Uh, The Red Cross is always in need, especially after the summer months. Uh, A lot of people, because of vacations and other activities, they don't uh, donate blood as regularly during the summer months. And so they need to catch up with uh, the supply and demand there. Uh, So we're going to host one here at the Antioch campus on September the 20th. And again, that's available to register through our website. Also at the kiosk at both campuses there, you can sign up for and make an appointment for what time you could come in that day to donate blood. Uh, Your donations will make a big difference. It really does help save lives. So if you're able physically to give blood, this is a good opportunity for you to make a real difference there. We want to encourage you to invite family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, and join us as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church. We'd love to see you at either campus this coming Sunday. Thanks for joining us today.